Welcome to the True Talk Cafe podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited that you're here. Our podcast will tackle a myriad of topics ranging from relationships to personal development and everything in between. Today's show is called MLM. Is it legit? What we're going to do, we're going to be talking about multi-level marketing. We're going to discuss the pros and cons of the business model, as well as its impact on women. But before we dive in, let me introduce you to the pod crew. My name is Renee Stewart, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anna Garcia. Hey, Anna. Hey, how's everyone doing? So Anna and I, we're going to be handling this episode today because our other colleagues, Carla DeCore and Lally Ramirez Bennett, can't join us, but we're wishing them well. Collectively, we span four generations. Can you believe that? We've all experienced ups and downs in our personal lives and professional careers that have qualified us to share our unique perspectives with you, and we are excited to do so. But before we get into today's content, I want to let you know where you can find us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, you can use True Talk Cafe, and on Twitter, it's True Talk Cafe One. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and leave a review. We value your feedback. We want to make sure that we are providing you the content that resonates with you. So please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Yes, and we are so excited to share today's show with you and are sure you will want to stay tuned to hear from our guests as they share their journey as successful network marketers within their respective MLM models. Don't forget to stick around to find out how you can join us on a live show. Now let's get started. First of all, what is multi-level marketing or MLM? The term MLM refers to a strategy used by some direct sell companies to sell products and services. MLM encourages existing members to promote and sell their offerings to other individuals and brings on new recruits into the business. Distributors are paid a percentage of their recruit sales, including theirs. New recruits become the distributor's network or downline and are in turn encouraged to make sales to earn money. Although this is a legal revenue avenue, multi-level marketing is often controversial. One problem is that it's often tied or compared to pyramid schemes that use money from new recruits to pay people at the top rather than those who perform from the network. However, MLMs are not pyramid schemes. These schemes and the people behind them take advantage of others by pretending to be engaged in legitimate multi-level or network marketing. You can spot pyramid schemes by their greater focus on recruitment than on product sales. As our conversation continues, we'll talk more about the difference between MLM models versus pyramid schemes and learn how to be successful in an MLM model. So to add to this discussion, we have invited two experts that are well-versed in the multi-level marketing space and will share their expertise and experience with us. Our first guest, is Shauna Atwell. Shauna's been married for 21 years and has two amazing kids. She's been a recruiter for AT&T for 21 years, helping to support call centers, retail stores, and other corporate positions. She has run her online business called Shauna's Kiss and Makeup for the past six years. Shauna has earned two trips, a car stipend, quarterly sales achievements, become a certified skincare pro and makeup artist, and so much more. And we can't wait to hear more about her journey. Our second guest 
is Patrick Ku. Patrick was a healthcare professional working the night shift in different hospitals all over the Houston area. After 10 years, he decided he wanted to create a bigger impact and become an entrepreneur. That's when he decided to partner with a network marketing company in 2014. Patrick found a product line that he was passionate about and a company culture that had a vision that he really resonated with. Since then, Patrick has been able to travel the world with this community and build his network in multiple countries all over the world. Now he's more excited than ever as they continue to expand their products and services and open new markets. Welcome, Shauna and Patrick. We're so glad you guys are able to join us today and to shed some light on this topic. Thank you for having us. You are welcome. So the first question, let's jump right into it. Though multi-level marketing has been likened to pyramid schemes, there are several vast and profitable MLM firms that assist individuals in establishing a profession and maximizing their earning potential. Shauna, can you tell us how you were introduced to the MLM model and how did you select your product or service that you wanted to sell? First of all, I am a very skeptical person. You see all the commercials on TV, they're always selling something and they're always sold by actors and actresses. So very skeptical and I'm a very low maintenance person, work a full-time job. I'm a mom of two kids. So I always took a back burner on myself and did not do a lot of care for myself. By about 10 a.m. every morning, it looked like I hadn't even put on any makeup. I watched a friend on social media for about six months, advertised this, what I would call a magical lipstick that didn't come off. Thought there's absolutely no way, there's no way. So six months later, I finally took the plunge. I said, I'm going to buy this lipstick and I'm going to see if it really works. I put it to the test. I put it on. I followed all the instructions and it actually lasted for 24 hours. It did not come off. It didn't smudge. It didn't budge. I was sold. But I'm the type of person I don't like to pay full price for anything. So I decided, okay, there's a discount. I'll just sign up and get your discount. I'll do it myself. Being a recruiter for AT&T, I knew enough about social media that I was like, okay, I'll have my friends do a few parties online. I'm going to use the profits from that just to buy all the lip colors and I'm going to be done with it. And after several parties, two months, I earned the first two fast start bonuses and got a large box of products in the mail for free. Didn't even know there was skincare, makeup, all this stuff. And I immediately was sold on the product itself. The more I jumped into it and learned the behind the scenes part of the products that they're very natural, they're very organic, they're very good for your skin. Learn more about the founder and what she put into it from the beginning, her own blood, sweat, and tears, you know, hiking different countries, finding the best natural ingredients. That is what sold me. And then watching my ability to be able to run a successful business and learn the products and learn the model as I go. It taught me how to, one, be confident in myself, be confident in the products, but it taught me how to empower other women that they could do the same thing. I didn't know anything about taking selfies, caring for my skin, applying makeup, but the company empowers you to gain all the skills and all the knowledge you need to be successful no matter where you're at in life. 
Right. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, you can't beat that. Patrick, <laughs> share your journey, please. Yeah. So, so my journey is a little bit different. I was in college. I just graduated UT and I was struggling. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my father, who's an engineer, said, you should come back home to Houston and take engineering classes. So I was doing that and I was, I was completely lost and I really wanted to get, get the heck out of there. And a friend of mine, he, he invited me to a Starbucks one night and I had no idea what this was about, but I went because I was just, I was open to pretty much any new opportunity. And I remember sitting down and they, they opened up this flip chart. You guys remember those flip charts from a long time ago? This was way before, you know, social media or like digital presentations. So you started flipping through this flip chart really, really fast and to be honest, I don't even remember what was on the presentation, but I do remember him being extremely excited. And I was I was kind of blown away by the concept. I had no idea what network marketing was back then. And when I heard the concept, I said, wow, I can't believe I've never heard of this before. So I, long story short, I joined that company. And then through the next, I don't know, five, 10 years, I became what they call in our profession an MLM junkie because I started going to company after company after company. So it's kind of like a person that gets into a lot of different relationships and they just can't find the one that fits right. So they just jump to the next one, jump to the next one. So that's kind of how I was. And then I got burned out from the profession. So I just took a break from it altogether around 2011. And I was working, I remember, in healthcare at the time. And then in 2014, I unexpectedly lost my job in healthcare. And then I had to make a decision. Do I go back into healthcare or do I open up my mind again and see if there are other opportunities? And an opportunity did present itself. And it happened to be another network marketing company. But this time, what really got me was the results that I got using the product because I have been suffering from acne since I was in high school. And I'm in my 40s now, so you can do the math. That's 30 plus years, almost, almost 30 plus years. And I started using the product and I got a really good result. So I decided, wow, if I can get such a good result using this product, I can share my story with other people that might have the same skin challenges, but at the same time, I can turn it into a profitable side business. And that's how it started. So similar to Shauna, she didn't think anything huge of it at the beginning. She just started out, you know, small and it kind of grew from there. So that's what happened. But since then, as I started to really see the bigger picture and meeting the CEO and, and developing relationships with all of the, the people in the community, I started expanding my network locally here in Houston, across the United States, and then international and global. So I became the number one recruiter back in 2018. And now I've traveled to multiple countries and continuing to expand my network. So more excited now about this company and really the profession as a whole than I ever have before. Thank you. I love how you guys share your stories. And I think it's very important to share that message. You know, it's like I, I'm actually recruited by Shauna. I bought the lipstick too, wearing it right now. But I will tell you that I'm a lipstick junkie and I will try any lipstick. So that's what hooked me. And now I use a lot of their products and I love the products. And I also signed up just for the discount. I'm like, I want the discount. You know, why should I give Shauna all my business? 
But during the pandemic, I remember coming up to restaurants and I was wearing my mask and they're all like, how is your lipstick still on? So I started telling them, oh, here, buy it on this website. And I would give them Shauna's website and tell them, here, buy it here. And, you know, all my waitresses were asking, everybody at the restaurant would be asking. And then I was like, I wonder how much Shauna's making off of this. Maybe I could be making it. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm going to sign up. But I did it, you know, and I have always, I have done Princess House before. I have done other things. I can sell just about anything. I love sales, but I didn't get into it for sales. I got into it for discounts. You know, there's always a business strategy or a business purpose for some of the things we do. So jumping off of that, you know, in every business model, there are pros and cons. We talked a little bit about how you guys got engaged. We talked a little bit about what drew you to it. But how about sharing some of the advantages of the MLM business model and some of the disadvantages so that we can clarify some of the things for our audience? Patrick, do you want to start this time? Sure. Yeah. And what's interesting is that some of the advantages are actually some of the disadvantages too. And I'll explain what I mean. So one of the advantages is is a low startup cost. It's a low barrier of entry, which means the average ordinary person that has maybe dreamed about starting their own business, never had the, the money or the upfront investment to start a traditional business. So this gives those types of people an opportunity to really flex their entrepreneurial muscles and to start a home business with a small amount of upfront investment. But then through sweat equity and time, they can start developing their skills and actually building a business that can generate income. So definitely, well, that's one of the advantages. Another one would be you know, you don't have to have a business background. My background is not business. My background was science and healthcare. So I had no training in sales, no training in marketing. I never owned a business before in my life. But if you align with the right people and and the right mentors in this business, then you can absolutely start with zero experience and, and build a successful business again, if you give it enough time. And the third thing I would say is that the products are already created for you. You don't have to create anything. You don't have to create a product. You don't have to create systems. You don't have to take care of shipping. You don't have to take care of legal. The company takes care of all those things. So our job is actually quite simple. We're just connecting people to the product and connecting people to the opportunity. And Shauna, do you want to share some of the advantages and disadvantages? Absolutely. And I can agree with everything that Patrick just said. When you are working your own business through any kind of multi-level marketing company, it is no different than a large corporation. Every large corporation has the person that founded it, the CEO, all of the executives, all the way down to the person in the retail store selling it. So it's no different than Walmart or Ulta or Sephora or anywhere else, except for you make your own hours. You decide how much and how often you work. You decide what your goals look like. You decide if you've met your goals. You decide if you need to take a step back. It allows you to, from a woman's perspective or a parent, it allows you to be at every single one of your kids' functions, practices, meets, whatever it is. You don't have to miss any of that. My business is with me wherever I go. So my business is right here. So if we are traveling on vacation or traveling for business or whatever it is, if we're running to the grocery store, if my husband's driving, I can work my business right there on my, it is so accessible. But Patrick said earlier, the the sweat equity, that is so super true because that can be a pro and a con because I find myself sometimes working 
maybe more than I want to, because I am a very aspiration type person. I want to earn the trip. I want the quarterly recognition. Those are things that drive me. And so I keep doing the things to get there. But if someone just wants to earn an extra $200 a month to pay for their kids' soccer, then they can do that. They can do that with very little effort and be able to take that burden off of their spouse or off of their family. It's just a huge pro in my opinion. It has allowed me to take my family on vacations where I can tell my husband, don't think about a penny. I don't want you to think about it. We're going to do everything we want to and not worry about it because I've been able to work my business how much I need to, to be able to provide that for my family. So it just allows people, and you talked about earlier women, women to be able to step in and still be a mom and a wife where they need to be, but then also be a very successful entrepreneur and provider for their family. Perfect. Now, we didn't talk too much about disadvantages, and I'm assuming because you guys have both have great success. I, yeah, but- I mean, I, I do want to expand on the disadvantages. I'm glad you, you brought that back up, Anna, because I, I mentioned that one of the advantages is a low, low startup cost and low barrier of entry, but that is also one of the disadvantages. And the reason why is because if people come into the business and they only invest, let's say, a couple hundred or a few hundred dollars, and they get a couple of people that say no, or you're an idiot for doing that, or you're crazy, then in their mind, oh, well, I can quit. And it's not that big of a deal because I've only spent a couple hundred dollars. So sometimes I wish that it cost more to join a network marketing company, because then it, then at least they'll take the business a little bit more seriously. And then they're going to give it a little bit more time. And they're probably going to put a lot more effort into it. So traditional business, for example, I don't know what the numbers are now, but I know back in the days to start a traditional small business costs anywhere from fifty to $60,000. And then if you want to go bigger, like a franchise, as you all well know, it's way more than that, up to a million dollars, for example, for a McDonald's franchise. So if you invest a million dollars in a traditional or a, or a franchise and you have a couple of, of slow weeks or months, you're not going to quit. There's no way. You're going you're gonna to work your ass off and you're going to give it that time that it needs to, to develop. So yeah, that's definitely, can, it can be a disadvantage. Another one that I can think of off the top of my head is, is just the, the negative stigma that people still have on network marketing. And it's mainly because they're not educated. They don't fully understand what this profession is all about. So our job as network marketers really is to focus on the education and the understanding. And whether they decide they want to partner with us or not is totally up to them. As long as they know that it's a legitimate business and you can make legitimate income if you know you partner with a legitimate company with legitimate products. And so that is, you know, for the for the average person, it can be difficult to to overcome the maybe temporary what is it? What's the, what's the right word? Loss of social esteem from some of the people around them that may look, look down upon them. They might have to get over that. And if they can, then they, they can, you know, they can develop the skills to succeed. But if they can't, if they care too much about the opinions of other people, then this business is definitely not going to be a fit for them because they're just, they're going to crumble like a cracker as soon as somebody talks negative about either them or the industry or the company or the products. Thank you. And I love that you said that because, Sean, I'm going to give you an opportunity to answer the question as well. But I wanted to add something when you talked about the bad stigma. 
Renee and I were chatting briefly about this before coming on. And one of the worst stigmas is that they prey on women and they categorize the women that it's preyed on as weak or anything. And we were both like, well, I've been in sales all my life and honey, you have to be anything but weak to be in any type of sales, yeah. you know? So, and, and Shauna, I know that when I first met you, you shared some of those those things were that you did feel that and I have seen you blossom and I have seen you grow. So I do know that those disadvantages can also be flipped into an advantage. So share a little bit with us about the stigma that women get. And you know, how can you go support Kylie Jenner, but not Shanna Outwell, who's your neighbor, who's your friend, who's a mother of two kids that you know, you know what I mean? Like that one just baffles me. I will buy at yes. least a lipstick from your friend because that's what a girl does. You support your girls, you know? So share a little bit about that journey and those disadvantages that you have learned to overcome and how others can do the same. So yes, I was a very unique person. And I think part of that is I always hid behind my glasses. I hid behind just, just be in the background. And so when I decided to work this business, it was very much out of my comfort zone. But in this business, I think in just like in any business, even if it's McDonald's, you have to be coachable. So if someone who's running another successful McDonald's says, hey, do this, that works really well. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that. You just got to do it. You have to learn to that growth happens outside of your comfort zone. So if you're doing something that makes you comfortable, you're not going to grow. I remember the first time I did a live, I didn't even know what a live was. I sat my phone propped up in a child's chair and I sat in the other one across from it and I hit the button and I was like, okay, I didn't have a fancy setup. I didn't have a ring light. I didn't have any of that. And I think sometimes people and women can think I'm not good enough. I don't have all of that. I don't have this and the other, but you don't need all that. You can do it from your kitchen table. But the more I learned and going back to this not being for everyone, and your friends definitely are the last ones to support you. Your family is definitely the last ones to support you. So you do have to know that that's going to happen. But there's a saying that no does not mean never. It's just not right now. So sometimes you might present the opportunity to someone and know that it would be good for them, but they don't see that yet. I mean, think about how many times you watch a commercial before you actually go, oh, I'm going to go into that store. Or I'm going to buy this. Or I'm going to buy that. And it used to be the, the rule of seven. You know, someone has to see something seven times before they act on it. And now it's even more. It's like 24. I mean, it's insane. And so sometimes it's just putting it out there. And then someone's going to be like, okay, I'm ready. You know, a, a friend personally just reached out the other day. And she's like, hey, I need to get with you on, you know, some lip colors, some this, that, and the other. She's like, but we've been focused on building a house for three years. And so all my money's gone to that. So her saying no before was not personal. It was her personal situation. It wasn't about me. So the growth happens when you do things that are scary, when you do things that you're not comfortable with, when there's fear, because that's when you're going to grow. Because really this business, no matter what industry it is, whether it's healthcare, gut care, skin care, there is a spot for you somewhere. And back to the weak yes. part. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You're not weak if you do this. You're actually very strong and capable because it just takes consistency. Thank you for sharing that. I'm telling you, you have to have a backbone in this business. 
There's no doubt about it. You have to have that perseverance and that want to, you know, and I think what happens is you got to have that strong why, you know, why are you doing it? You know, when you first, because you might stumble into it as you guys did, but something resonated with you. And, you know, in order for you to maintain and retain, you have a strong why. Absolutely. Right. As you continue to do that. So I want to shift just a little bit and I want to talk about MLM versus pyramid schemes and what's the difference, right? And specifically, how do you guys overcome kind of like the scam factor when you're, you know, during your recruiting process? And if you could give us an example of overcoming an objection, Patrick, would you like to start? Sure. Yeah. So when I first started network marketing, I I was very, I was timid. I wasn't really sold in the profession. I didn't have the posture. One of my mentors in this profession is, is a guy named Ray Higdon. And I love his definition of posture. He says, posture is the belief in what you have, regardless of external opinion. For example, the, the, the example he likes to give is like electricity, right? If someone comes up to you and whispers in your ear, hey, you know, I heard that electricity is a scam. And then you'd be like, I don't know, I just turned the lights on and it worked for me. So you have to have a posture that what this guy is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So as I develop my posture, when I'm talking about my business and talking about network marketing, I found out that I hardly get any people that say, oh, it sounds like a scam to me or sounds like a pyramid scheme to me just because my posture trumps any, any kind of objection that they might have about what I'm doing. Now, of course, if they do come with an objection, then, uh, then I, it goes back to what I was saying before about the education and the understanding. You know, and I know that at the very beginning of this podcast, Anna was you know, reading out the definition of network marketing and kind of the differentiation. But yeah, as long as your company focuses on the movement of product, then it becomes a legitimate you know, customer acquisition model. But if they're paying their agents or distributors strictly on recruiting only and no product is moved, then that's when all the red flags start, you know, start coming up. And you have to be very, very careful or to be honest, you should just run from, from those types of companies because, you know, those companies are not legitimate and the FTC will come and they will, you know, they will shut you down real quick. And those of us, those of us that are familiar with the profession and the different companies We've, we've seen it happen and we've seen it happen to some huge companies in our space that have been around for decades and they were forced to kind of revamp and rehaul their entire process and their, their entire compensation structure because of what the FTC came in to do. But again, going, going back to posture, you know, I, I focus on that and the numbers don't lie. If I just talk about the numbers and what our profession and what this industry has, has been doing. You can't deny that we're talking, I don't know what the numbers are, but they're huge, right? hundred billion plus dollars on a global scale. And then you look at the, you know, multimillionaires and billionaire entrepreneurs that are endorsing the profession and have spoken in many of these network marketing conventions and network marketing, you know, training programs, you know, people like Robert Kiyosaki and the late Bob Proctor and Tony Robbins and all these guys, Richard Branson, I could go on and on and on. And these guys, last time I checked, they know a little bit about business. They're pretty smart guys. So if you have these guys that are endorsing network marketing, then you 
should be at least open if your friend reaches out to you and, and asks you to check out their business, at least open to taking a look because you just never know. It could be an opportunity to literally that can change your life and your family's life. And to add to what Patrick is saying, this is a relationship business. If you take yourself out of the equation and when you are talking about your product, you're talking about how it's going to benefit the other person. What are their concerns? What are their needs? What can it do to help them? Then you're going to watch it turn into a business. If you are just sell, 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 buy, 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 that's what turns people off. And that's what gives MLMs a bad rep too, is all of these people that are using their social media platforms and just spamming it all day long. It's icky. You know, one of the things I do personally in my business is friend request everybody that potentially is going to buy from me or is part of whether it's an online party or someone I meet at an event or wherever. And I've had other people in the industry, they're like, oh, but my Facebook, it's my private. Okay, well, then you're never going to get to know your customers. I mean, some of my customers, I know more about them than I probably do my own real life friends, because it is a relationship industry. I've known, I've seen them have grandbabies. I've seen them get remarried. I've seen them through death. I've lost a few customers and that's hard because they have passed away, but it's a relationship business. And when people see that you care about them, then they start to care about you. And Shauna, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to jump in real quick. She talked about social media. And yes, when I, when I first started, I didn't know how to post on social media. So I, I figured the best way would just be to take my product and, and just spam it all over the place. And then I eventually realized that is not the way to go. So what I do now is I, I lead with content and lead with value. So when I create my, whether it's a TikTok or whether it's an Instagram reel, Facebook reel, you know, the short form video is King Kong right now when it comes to marketing. I focus more on the content and the value that I'm bringing. So regardless of whether the person that's watching my video, regardless of whether they decide to buy my product or not, are they receiving value? Am I helping them in some way? Because if I'm doing that, then I've served my purpose. And yes, you can occasionally promote your product in there, but you don't want to make that the majority majority. You want to you want to like add that in as like a spice. So for me, it's like every five or six videos that I post strictly value, I will have one video that maybe talks about a, a product, one of the products in my line that I feel can can benefit somebody. Because if you build your audience through that value and content and then you introduce something, how much more credibility do you have now with, with people that are watching? A ton more. So yeah, that's just kind of what I do. I know the second part of this question was was an example of overcoming an objection. And the first one that popped into my head is is the is the money objection. So for me, I just tell the story, you know, and, and I think as long as number one, you relate to the person, you never want to argue. As soon as you as soon as you start arguing with that, you game over. You, you've lost them, right? You never want to argue. You never want to make them feel bad. You want to relate. You want to say, you know what? I, I know exactly how you feel because I felt the same way. You know, so for me, if someone says, hey, Patrick, I don't know. I just don't have the money. I can say, you know what? I do know how you feel. I felt the same way because when I joined my company, I had just lost my job. I had zero income coming in at all. But I saw this as such a big opportunity. And I, I saw this as a way that I can get out of the financial burden that I was currently in. And so I'm just relating to them, number one, telling stories, and then I'm asking questions. So a question would be, for example, 
you know, if I could show you a way that you could continue doing what you're doing, but add an additional income stream, you work with me on a part-time basis and we can show you how to get out of your financial stress, would you be willing to at least learn more and take the next step? So again, number one is relate. Number two, tell stories. And number three, ask questions is, is how I like to overcome any objection that I might receive from, from a prospect or from somebody that I'm talking to. Thank you. Thank you for sharing both of your stories. And, you know, when I hear everything that you're saying, again, as a senior sales executive for many, many years working with global customers, it doesn't sound much different. It's still a relationship. It's still a value add. It's still what are the benefits? What can I do for you to make your company or your business or your home run better? So it sounds like the same thing to me. As far as the social media spamming, I think a lot of us hate buying cars for the same reason that that car sales guy is always there. So I've experienced that even in person. And yes, it does not help the bottom line. So thank you for bringing that. I just wanted to share that with you. Before we wrap up, do you guys have anything else that you would like to share with our audience or anything that you'd like to say before we close it out? I would just like to say that don't ever just say no. I mean, like Patrick said earlier, there's very low investment. So give it a try. You never know. I never would have thought six years ago, I would have gone on two earned trips that I would have the potential to have my car payment partially paid for, that I would be able to take my family on two completely paid vacations that nobody had to worry about anything. Like, let's just go and do it. And I, I was just like everybody else. I was very quiet. I'm still an introvert until you get to know me, but really these businesses are for everyone. So I would just like to say that there are a lot of people out there that are fear, fearful right now because of what the country's going through and the recession and the inflation. But if you look at a lot of successful businesses, they started out in times like these. So we know that, you know, when, when there's a lot of fear in the market, there are also people that are looking. They're looking for other opportunities. They're looking for other ways to make extra income. So our job is to go out and reach out to those people and let them know that we do have a better way. We do have a really good option for them if they're open to taking a look. Because if we don't, if we don't reach out and offer that to them, we could be literally, we could be depriving them of something that could be life changing for them. So now is as good a time as any to to really you know, reach out to more people and lead with value, lead with heart, and let them know that hey, you know, we do have a better way. If you're open to taking a look, I'd love to share this with you. But if not, I mean, it's totally cool. You know, if their time if, if their time is not now, if they're not ready for it, then there's no reason for us to to push either because that's that's when we start losing relationships and that's definitely not what we want. Awesome, thank you. And and to add, both of y'all said, you know, additional revenue stream. We're always looking for opportunities for making additional revenue stream. I will say that when my kids were little, I was doing an MLM business and I paid for all of their extracurricular activities with that check. Never had to use any of our regular income. And when I say all of their things, I have three children all one year apart each. So they are like one, two, three, two, three, four. And they were in swim, they were in volleyball, they were in basketball, they were in every sport you can imagine. And I never had to go into our family finances. It was all financed through MLM business. So I do agree that this is very lucrative for those that want to work the business. And like with any business, 
it's what you put into it that you're going to take out. So that's very important to note. It's not for everyone and that we can all agree on. But also, guys, in closing, with any new business venture or investment, you are ultimately responsible for your own decisions and to complete your due diligence. So make sure that you are aware of some of the red flags. Here are some of the red flags that were shared by Sam Risk online. So the FTC warns people to take note of any and avoid MLM promoters who make extraordinary claims of enormous earning potential, mainly because you are only going to earn what you're willing to work for. Try to persuade people that recruiting others is where the real money lies. Again, we have to move product. Thank you, Patrick and Shauna, for both agreeing on that. So if it's just about recruiting, probably not a good fit. Pressure people to get involved without learning more about the company. You both said education is key, so we're going to stick with that. If they're not willing to teach you what the ins and outs of the business are, it might not be a great choice. Make it clear that an opportunity will be lost unless people get in immediately. These are businesses that we're hoping will be here for a long, long time. So they should not be immediate at action. You should be able to try the product, test the product, see if it's got, I personally can sell anything that I love. So if I love it and use it, I can sell it. And a lot of times, you know, if you're being rushed, you're not going to want to try or do anything, right? So those are definitely some key factors. Another warning sign is seeing existing distributors who continue to buy products that they can never sell so that they can qualify for some kind of reward. The only way you're going to get rewards is by, you know, filling up your own stash, then you most likely are not going to be making money. So be mindful of that and know, know your limits. So if you're interested in exploring some MLM companies, here are the top 10 companies to check out in 2022. Vasavo. Total Life Changes, Senegens, Drag Coin, Modera, Doterra, Young Living, Valentas, New You Life, My I Daily Choice, and Hempwork CBD Oil. So there you have a list of 10 businesses that are already being reviewed and researched for 2022 for you to look further into. Renee, do you want to wrap us up? Absolutely. So this has been a great conversation. In summary, you know, in talking about MLM companies, there's dozens of them that have been shut down by the governments for being pyramid companies, such as, you know, Fortune High Tech Marketing and ACN. They were shut down. Many of them get sued and shut down eventually by the FTC before you can join them. But you must always, always, always be vigilant that the MLM company that you join isn't a pyramid scheme. It doesn't become one in 2022 or 2023, if you are interested in doing so. We've, you know, heard from Patrick and Shauna today. Obviously, they're with great companies and they are doing awesome. They're awesome entrepreneurs. They gave us a lot of good information and we will make sure that we provide their social media handles so that if you want to connect with them, you can do so. And if you would like to join their teams, <laughs> you can do so as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you once again, Shauna and Patrick, and to all of our listeners for joining the pod crew today. Multi-level marketing or network marketing is a le legitimate option. If you'd like to generate income and sales without having to develop your own merchandise or product, you've heard from two successful network marketers here today that have proven that the business model can be very lucrative if you work it. Please do your due diligence and research when choosing the right network 
marketing partner to avoid losing your time, effort, and most importantly, your hard-earned money. With that said, we hope you learned something new and or came away with a different perspective on the topic. You can follow our guest, Shauna Atwell, at Facebook, Shauna Kiss and Makeup, Instagram, Shauna Kiss and Makeup, or visit her website at www.synagins.com backslash Shauna Kiss and Makeup. If you would like to learn more from Patrick, you can follow his Instagram at hupat77, that's H-U-P-A-T-77, or on TikTok, PatrickQ77, that's PatrickHU77. As promised, here's how you can join as an audience member on our next show episode. We hope you just are excited as we are. Go to our True Talk Cafe Facebook page and send us a request to attend episode 13 as an audience member. Be sure to use the hashtag TTCEP13. We'll respond to your request with our podcast website link, where you'll need to enter your preferred email address for us to send the link to join. We'll also send all audience members a reminder the day before the show recording. It's going to be so much fun to have you join us live. As always, we welcome your feedback, so please let us know your thoughts about today's show. Leave a comment or review. We'll respond to all comments, so please be nice. We love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. We love to have you join us on the next episode, so please do not forget to like and rate. We appreciate you turning into your podcast, and we hope you join the TTC Crew Facebook page. You can find us again at True Talk Cafe, both on Instagram and Facebook, or True Talk Cafe 1 on Twitter. Please use the hashtag TTC Talks or True Talk Tuesdays, and recommendations for discussion topics are always welcome. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join us on our next podcast episode. It's sure to be an engaging conversation. Talk soon.